All the games I used to play in my younger wilder days. The game of clubs and tees it never crossed my mind. Welcome into the Turn Golf Podcast. I'm Andrew Putters. Got my friend here, Joe Nicely from Motorballer.com. Here to break down DFS slate. First look at DraftKings for the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill Country Club. Uh, first of all, Joe Nicely, how we doing this week? We got an elevated event, invitational event coming up. Uh, felt pretty good last week uh, on the um, restricted, we'll call it restricted um, field. Uh, studs and duds is where we was at, but we didn't know which duds to pick from, the litter. So, um I remiss if I say we are live on Facebook, Twitch, LinkedIn, Twitter. If you're watching on YouTube, Rumble, or listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, please like, subscribe, comment, share with friends. Joe, last week, Honda Classic, Chris Kirk, Vet wins uh, in a crazy fashion. Um, did feel like it was kind of his to lose there coming down the stretch, all things being said. Uh, pretty good finish. It's a shame the field – that's a good golf course to watch a tournament on. Um, you know, my team that was coming down the stretch, I texted you yesterday, was like 12 under on the front, 11 over on the back, or you know, 11 under on the front, 12 over on the back. Uh, that back nine's pretty brutal. A lot of double bogeys out there. So – but before we recap, let's talk about rotoballer.com, what we got going on. We got some new people uh, coming to the fold. Uh, Joe Nicely, rotoballer.com, break, break it down for us. Yeah, AP, good to be talking with you, man. Excited for the Arnold Palmer. Uh, really cool Honda event, as you mentioned. Um, but we're uh, looking ahead to Bay Hill uh, and the Arnold Palmer Invitational, one of the biggest events on the schedule. Um, so we hope you'll go over to rotoballer.com, check out all of our amazing content over there. Um, got loads of free stuff. Uh, if you just want to check that out, if you want to step things up, we've got three different tiers of PGA Premium. Um, that we hope you'll consider uh, three different cross points, uh, three different packages. Um, my man Spencer Aguiar is killing it. Uh, Byron, the model maniac, uh, having a ton of fun with him this year. And uh, Josh Bennett's doing the course breakdown. That's free now. So uh, if nothing else, go over there and check out Josh's uh, course breakdown of Bay Hill. That'll be up tomorrow. Um, and we want to welcome a new member to our staff, uh, Ian McNeil, um, who you can catch at Flag Hunting. Uh, on Twitter. So go check Ian out. He's a really exciting young uh, golf mind. He's going to be doing a lot of live betting stuff for us. So uh, we just want to cover you from all angles over at rotobar.com. So we hope you'll go over there and check us out, uh, support our amazing staff, and, and enjoy our content and make some money this year. Uh, we're going to get things going this week at Bay Hill. Uh, and yeah, man, we had a really strong Honda EP, one of the kind of one, one of the most volatile tournaments on the schedule. And uh one of my better weeks so far this year so that that research kind of starts paying off um we're in this thing for the long haul so uh some really good things coming out of the honda looking forward to the uh entire florida swing and definitely man love this golf tournament um always a soft spot for bay hill uh, and i know you feel the same way so excited to get into it with you yeah let's uh real quick on the honda anything surprised you last weekend there's a couple of things that surprised me uh, right off the bat, I was expecting um, Aaron Wise to pretty much have a 
a walk the way he strikes the golf ball just really a walk-in top 20 top 10 and really struggled the first two days and actually was very lucky to make the cut i think hold out for eagle on number one the first second day and then chipped in on the last hole to make the cut um i was not surprised one thing that i was not surprised on that uh and i will write down for future reference is when we, when we play these courses that are on the coast you're gonna you know usually later in the afternoon you're always gonna have more wind than you do in the morning you're also gonna have softer conditions in the morning and as tough as those pins were it obviously it played noticeably easier Saturday morning and Sunday morning than it did Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. Therefore, you could you roster someone like a Johnny Vegas who looks like, man, that's just really a waste pick. Ends up shooting 64 early on Sunday morning. Really helping teams get pushed up the ladder on these DraftKings lineups. The same thing with Amin Lee, shoot 66 on Sunday. I'll be taking note of that in future reference. These these uh you know, especially on the showdown stuff, Saturday and Sunday morning, big time advantage for instead of, of teeing off at between eight and nine o'clock and teeing off between, say, 11 and noon Eastern time. Uh, huge advantage there. And, um, you know, we had some back in top 20s that way. And uh, I don't know if it was pressure or what. I really didn't get to watch the last six holes. And uh, honestly, the coverage was pretty terrible from that point on because the last six holes we saw two people hit every shot. That was it. But um, I didn't notice any terribly windy conditions other than hard, tougher pin placements. So I'm wondering if it was just more of the pins were tighter and so the, you know, these guys weren't going after the fat part of the greens or what on the back nine. Did you take anything from that? Uh, I don't know if you had any more of those observations than I did. Um, yeah, I mean, there were, there were a couple takeaways, man. Very, very minimal wind i mean probably as as benign of conditions as we're ever going to see at the honda um so that led to scoring that would be lower than i thought um you know coming down the stretch man i watched a lot of it it, it just really kind of turned into almost a match play situation so there there weren't really a lot of you know golf shots to show honestly as far as guys being in contention kind of you know, down the stretch, the last four or five holes, it was pretty much a two-man race between Chris Kirk and, and Eric Cole, and and a huge win for Chris Kirk, a guy we've talked about a lot on this podcast over the years. Um, you know, was playing really well. Um, if we kind of look at the at the trends, um, Kirk was certainly a guy heading in the right direction. This golf course definitely fits his game. Um, you know, anytime we see these shorter, tighter tracks, um, Chris Kirk can really take advantage. So. Great to see him, man. He's been through some some things in his life, um, so really cool to see him battle back from those struggles. We we've talked about that on here before, so uh, really cool to see him play well. Really cool to see Eric Kirk or Eric Cole, the guy that that's a you know thirty four year old guy, I think, but it's kind of struggled with some uh, injuries and some health issues, and kind of toiled away on the mini tours, and and a, and a really talented guy that got a shot and capitalized on it. Um, so, you know, even though last week's field wasn't, uh, the type of field that we're going to see this week at Bay Hill, um, still really interesting golf tournament, uh, really fun to watch. And as you mentioned, the PGA national is a really cool course to, for tournament golf. Uh, you know, it adds some excitement as you're coming down the stretch. So a lot to lock last week, man, a lot to, uh, take away from Honda. Uh, 
unfortunately that that tournament's going to change next year we don't know exactly what's going to happen but um jack nicholas was on the broadcast and and said that he was assured that that the tournament would still be played there uh we just don't know where it'll be on the schedule and who will be sponsoring it but um it's definitely one we'll keep an eye out good way to kick off the florida swing and and this week man um the field field really doesn't get any deeper outside of a major than than what we're going to see this week at bay hill yeah it sounded like to me from uh from the things that he was dropping whether he was supposed to drop it or not that uh and the PJ Tour might have already kind of whispered this out a little bit that there's going to be maybe four events a year that's going to be a moving elevated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so schedules are going to change from year to year. Fields are going to change from year to year uh, based on that, uh, the the prize money, obviously, and the points. And I think there might be something now in the contract if you're in the top 30 and you're uh, qualified to play in these elevated, you're forced to play in these elevated events. So uh kind of like this week right 44 of the top 50 players in the world so let's move right on in joe uh get our feet wet uh <clears throat> Arnold Palmer Invitational, like i said uh it's going to be played at the bay hill cough and or bay hill club and lodge in orlando florida uh bermuda greens again like we saw last week bermuda collars but rye grass everywhere else throughout this course architect by dick wilson 1961 uh, renovated by Mr. Palmer in 2009. Um, uh, very historic event from the standpoint of the, obviously the host, Arnold Palmer, Arnold Palmer being the host for a number of years now. And uh, year in, year out, even before all this elevation, uh, PGA live war, it's always kind of had a good feel. Therefore, seems like a ball strikers wins here a lot uh, and competes here a lot. And let's be honest, big golf course, big hitters, right? Par 72, I left this out, par 72, 74, almost 7,500 yards long. So, um, yeah, big hitters. This is a big ballpark, right? Um, yeah. Uh, not really similar to anything we see but anywhere else, but we can say big ballpark, big hitters. So, um we got to think the big the big boys are going to be at the top of the leaderboard, right? So we'll start 10K and above. Rory McIlroy, uh, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm. Those are the big boys when we talk about hitting it long. But other people can compete. So if we're in this top three range, and you're going to have to pay up quite a bit for them, right? John Rahm, uh, 11-5, where Max Holm was at 9-7, who's the fourth person on the board. So um, are we going to basically risk it, right, uh, in these top three? Joe, where are you at on here? Um, yeah, man, it's, as you mentioned, this feels stacked. Um, top of the board is of course loaded. Um, and it kind of stays that way as we move on down the salary scale. So there's, there's a lot of ways we can go this week. Do want to say AP before we kind of dive into the salary scale, we're doing this on Monday night, uh, putting it out live, but for, for people rewatching things, things could really change this week based on weather. Um, and it's not always something that I that I'm going to give a lot of weight to, but but kind of with the forecast right now, uh, we mentioned how how benign it was last week at Honda. We're expecting some big time wind um, for this golf tournament this week. It looks like Friday and Saturday um, are going to be the two heavy days. Um, obviously, that can change, but as of right now, we're looking at gust uh, up over 30 miles an hour on friday and over 20 miles an hour on saturday and it's something we've seen affect the 
you know, the outcome of this golf tournament in the past. Um, so, so I wouldn't just say before we get into the salary scale, keep an eye on the weather throughout the week. I, I think it's going to play a factor. Um, and you might want to target, maybe lean towards guys that, that, that you've seen play well in windy conditions in the past. Um, multiple, multiple guys like that up here at the top. Um, John Rom, his salary's huge. Doesn't have an extensive history in this event. Uh, had a T17 in the start last year. Um, but that, but that's about it for Bay Hill. That being said, we know, you know, the type of form he's shown. He, he's on an absolute roll right now from T to green, has no weaknesses to his game. Uh, we know that he loves these big ballparks. Something I'll be looking at this week, AP, is is kind of major championship records. How do these guys handle uh, these bigger, tough, tougher golf courses, um, such as Bay Hill's kind of going to play this week? Uh, we know Rom's played really well in the majors. Same can be said for um, you know, the, the top three guys, really. Scotty Scheffler won the Masters last year, won this event last year. He's a defending champion. We've already seen him defend one title this year, um, a couple of weeks ago in Phoenix. Um, and, he, and he's played beautifully this year, uh, getting the one win, but, he, but he's been in the mix multiple times, playing extremely well from tee to green. Um, just needs a good putter, and he's, he's a very good Bermuda putter. Um, had multiple wins on Bermuda surfaces in his young career, so uh, you have to love both those guys. Rory McIlroy is a, is certainly a course horse. Um, not great results in the U.S. this year. Won his first start of the year internationally, but hadn't hadn't had great results in the U.S. this year. But that's all due to cold putting. Um, Rory has actually been phenomenal from tee to green um, in both his U.S. starts this year. Just just hadn't been able to get any putts to fall. We could see that change this week. Um, on a Bay Hill golf course where he's played really well. He won this event in 2018. Um, he's had three more top tens since that win at Bay Hill. He loves this golf course. Um, Rory's a student of the game, loves the history. So uh, I feel like I'm spending a lot of time, man, just on these guys above 10K. So I apologize, AP, but um, these are three serious, serious threats to win this event. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Um, you know, the one the one concern obviously would be that Rom doesn't have a lot of history here. Scheffler defending champion. Uh, Rory has year in, year out. Very good. I mean, I think last year I, I was pretty much set on there's no question at all that he was going to win. And uh, obviously did not come to fruition. Uh, uh, but um, I, I – I'm I'm fine with playing any of these guys, but I'm also fine with playing none of them too. If that makes any sense at all, there's no. going to be a lot of a lot of talent in this, uh, like we said in this in this field, and a lot of money right here to be made in this 9K range, which we can go ahead and move on to. Uh, I would say that honestly, I'm probably snagging Rory at the top if I if I had, if you force me to pick one of them. Uh, 9K range, like I said, um, uh, Vic Hovland. Yeah, Vic Hovland. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, Xander, Tony, uh, Willie Z, Morikawa, JT, Helma. Uh, Morikawa's had a lot of success this year. We have not seen him been successful in the wind, uh, windy conditions overall, though. Uh, and this course makes a lot of sense for him, other than he doesn't hit it very far, but he is a pure ball striker. So, really, we can make a case for any of these guys here in the 9K range. Um, and I can't really have one stand out from the other. Uh, I'll probably have to go back to some course history here to even find anybody in the 9K range, which is really not easy to find that has had major success in the nine, 
uh, other than maybe a Vic Hovland tied for second last year. Uh, Max Homa's basically a top 25 every time he teed it up here. Makes a lot of sense because if you hit it pretty well overall, you're going to do fairly well here, and that's what he does. Uh, let's be honest, man. He's really moving up the ladder as top echelon golfer on tour. So 9K range, Joe. Um, without diving deep in here, I don't know who to go with. I could see any of these guys having a ton of success. Uh, I think some more, some some of them have a, a lower floors, but all of them pretty have pretty high ceilings here. And we're still waiting for JT just to break loose, right, and win win at a yeah. consistent rate. So, nine um, K range, Joe. Anything right off the bat stands out? Yeah, man, um, you hit on a lot there, and I, I agree with most of what you said, man. It's it's one of those type of events, um, and it's such quality depth of talent that, you know, you can't go – you're not going to go wrong with any of these guys. Um, it's basically just, you know, finding angles and maybe picking out a couple favorites that you really like. Um, I'll hit on three guys that stand out to me maybe more than the others. Uh, number one's Max Homa. Um, we know how well he's playing. He won at Torrey earlier this year. Right in the mix, stood toe to toe with John Rahm at Riviera, had the runner up finish there. And, and man, he, he's just playing some really good golf, AP. It seems like maybe kind of the only thing that was holding him back from, from being a top 10, top five player in the world was, um, you know, believing in himself. And it, it feels like he's starting to do that. Um, you know, we, we target Max on the West Coast, um, won four of his six um, PGA Tour victories that come to the state of California. Um, but I, I think his game's ready to travel, man. He's he's played well in this event. Um, played it three times, a T24, a T10, and a T17. Um, so he, he can certainly handle this Bay Hill layout. Um, we've seen him play well in difficult conditions when he won uh, the Wells Fargo a couple years ago. Um, if you remember, that's when they played it at uh, Potomac, and that was an absolute grind. Um, so, so I like him in tough con- conditions, and I like him on tough golf courses. Um, I'll mention JT just because he's kind of an unknown, um, no track record here to speak of. Um, so, you know, we, we know he can turn it on at any time. We know he has every shot in the book. Uh, we've seen him play well mo- on multiple occasions in heavy wind conditions. Um, the players last year, the PGA last year, um, we, we, we've seen JT overcome kind of difficult, uh, tee time draws. Um, in difficult conditions. So I, I like JT, even though the course history isn't there. Uh, and then Willie Z. I uh, really liked what I saw at Riviera. Uh, we know how he plays in major championships. He's got a T10 on his on his resume here a couple of years ago. Um, had a T38 last year. Um, and, and he's playing really well. So, you know, I, li- I like the form. I like Will Zalatoris' ability from T to green um, to kind of handle these these long golf courses and these long approach shots like you'll see this week. So yeah. And and here's the thing too. There's eight players in the nine K range, Joe, we might be looking at what you're talking about. Follow a little closely to the weather later on the week Four of them. Let's say three of them play in the afternoon on Friday, five of them play in the morning. You might just scratch those three in the afternoon, just at a pure principle and just say, Hey, I'm cutting my losses here, taking these five in the morning circling those and we'll roster them as much as I can and uh, maybe catch lightning in the bottle. Right. Or, or maybe catch low ownership on those five. That's probably a strategy you can look at. Um, I'm just throwing some ideas out there. Yeah, uh, sure. I, I think it's, uh, you know, very viable to kind of stack, maybe make some tea time stacks 
um, and, so, and some AM, PM, or PM, AM wave stacks this week. Um, I mean, I think that's definitely a, a strategy that's out there on the table, um, especially right now, kind of seeing what we're seeing with the wind. Um, you know, it might be one of those weeks where we just, you know, try to take some shots um, with stacks uh, simply just based on tee times. Find guys you like that are playing a certain time of day and, and go with it. Right. Uh, let's move on to AK range. My man, Cashmere Keith. See if his uh, – I mean, just a guy makes a ton of sense right here, Joe, but we'll get to that. Uh, Sam Burns, Matsuyama, Hatton, Tom Kim, Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, Cam Young, Fitzpatrick, who seems to be just an absolute stud on this place. Let's be honest. Fitzpatrick, courses he likes, he has success at year in, year out. He might be the uh, the resident um, – course guy on about any course that he's has success at and sun jm at 8900 uh a lot of question marks and a lot of possibilities here as jason day are we getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here on jason day is jordan spieth probably priced right but feels weird being at 8600 um and and golly when's hideki gonna come back joe uh, it seems like yeah. ever since we started talking about the neck injury last year it's been the same thing every week the guy makes a ton of sense. He's fairly priced or even below price where we think he should be on very hard golf courses. And literally, I mean, coming down the stretch of Riviera, two shots in front of the cut, shoots three over in the last six holes, misses the cut, breaks Andrew Poor's heart uh, for the weekend. Uh, but, um, yeah, AK range got a lot of questions, Marks. Saw a little thing, a little, little something on Cam Young today. Uh, nothing, nothing really – uh, in particular, that statistically stuck out, but golly, I'm ready to see some more Cam Young uh, good playing because he's fun to watch when he's on because he hits the ball so good. So, Joe, uh, 8K range, answer some of these questions for me. Cashmere Keith makes so much sense other than he makes so much sense at 8,000. Yeah, I love I love Cashmere Keith this week, man. I think we're going to have to keep an eye on his ownership because um, I do think he'll be popular – Playing extremely good golf, man. Um, we, we know what type of form he's bringing in. Uh, played really well at Riviera, and he's played well at this tournament. Um, has a, had a T5 and a T6 back-to-back here in 2019 and 2020. Um, we know that Bermuda's his best surface. Um, he's been absolutely amazing off the tee. Um, so love Keith Mitchell at 8K if we want to start at the bottom. Um, you know, I'm kind of circling him. Depending on ownership, man, I mean, it might be a cash game single entry type play this week um, if, if he's going to get all this steam that, that we're kind of thinking. Um, you work your way up. You mentioned Hideki. I would almost put Hideki and Sam Burns in, in, a, in that same bucket of you just don't really know what you're going to get out of these guys right now. Um, we know they're talented. We know, yeah, hey, would, would we be super surprised if either one of those guys won this week? No. Um, but, but the, the recent form and, and kind of the extended track record isn't great as of late, um, with either of those two, um, Burns has popped a couple times this year, but man, I just never seem to get that guy right. But we, we know how, how well he plays on Bermuda. Um, so he's a guy you got to consider Terrell Hatton, the former winner of this event had a runner up here last year. So the course history is definitely there. Um, he can handle windy conditions when, when the going gets tough, that's when Hatton kind of gets going. Um, so this is obviously a golf course he likes. There's a lot of golf courses on the PGA Tour schedule that he doesn't like, um, but but this is one that he does appreciate. So, um, you know, Hatton's in play. You mentioned J-Day, uh, former winner here. 
he's been really, really good this year, man. This this price tag is tough. Uh, I mean, they've priced day really aggressively at eighty five hundred. Um, but but you're talking about a guy coming in t seven, a fifth, and a t nine in his last three starts. Um, and this was against tough fields, man, not cupcakes. I mean, we're talking about the farmers at Tory, uh, the waste management, and then the Genesis at Riv, uh, popping those results against those type of fields. Um, but Disney World is close. So we got to kind of wait and see on Jason Day. Uh, you mentioned Cameron Young. He just feels very, very dangerous sitting there at 8,700. We know what he's capable of. Um, hadn't really busted out yet this year, coming off a of T20 at Riv. Uh, did play well over in Saudi, had a runner at finish over in the Saudi International. Um, but we haven't seen kind of what we were hoping to see out of Cam Young yet. Um, but this is the type of golf course that he can he can certainly do his thing, man. He's very, very long, uh, an excellent iron player. So Cameron Young's interesting. And then you mentioned Matty Fitz. The, the course history is amazing. Um, had a runner up here back in 2019, and he's finished in the top 10 every single year since. Um, so he, he locks Bay Hill. He likes playing in tough conditions. I remember last year, uh, things got really, really tough on Saturday and Fitz was the only player in the field that didn't make a bogey. Um, so, so that's the type of thing, uh, you know, won the U S open last year. Um, so that's the type of, uh, environment that we want to grab Fitzy. Um, the only problem is that the iron play has been really, really bad, man. Um, lost strokes on approach in every start this year. Um, so, you know, Fitz is, is kind of one of those where you're betting on his pedigree, you're betting on the course history, uh, but the recent form hadn't been great. So really interesting range, man. Um, kind of like uh, all of them this week, honestly. There's there's a lot of ways you can go and make an arg- a lot of arguments for a lot of guys here. Right, right. Moving on down the 7K range, Joe, and what you say every week, the uh, value range where, where it can make and break you on, the, on, on DraftKings. Um, Shane Lowry obviously sticks out at 7,900. Uh, played very solidly last week to, I think, a top five finish. Um, 7,900. Corey Connors makes a ton of sense. We haven't really seen much of him this year yet. Billy Horser really surprised me last week, Joe. I uh, thought that we were going to see him do kind of what Shane Lowry did. Comes out, she's 65 in the opening round. Had a horrific time just hitting really bad golf shots at real on unopportune times. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, honestly, mainly Friday and Sunday. I mean, I, I can't remember him er, hitting it in the water from the middle of the fairway from 150 yards in a long time. Then he followed that up with a pull hook out of bounds on the very next hole. Um, yeah. It was really, really wild to see. And I think obviously that has a lot to do with some of the shrink swing changes and just not being uh, be able to dive right into that new swing that it swing thought that he's has, but moving on, uh, Keegan and Adam Scott have had major success here in the past year in, year out. Cannot forget Chris Kirk. One last week has uh, probably the second or third best course history in the last five years coming into this week. Justin Rose really, really showed me a lot in the Pro-Am this year. However, and and Riviera makes a ton of sense for him and did the same thing Matsuyama did, bogey three of the last six holes, including one shank in there that I got to see live, which – was really disgusting. So I'm not really sure of where we're at, where at on J- Justin Rose. Fleetwood, g- good ball striker, doesn't hit it very far. Moving on down, uh, Seamus Power makes a lot of sense here, but his ownership might be pretty high. Woodland, big big ballpark player. Tom Hoagie, uh, Nick Taylor, ball strikers. 
Aaron Wise, Ball Striker, 7,200. Ton of players down here in the low sevens. Um, and there was one, oh, Sepp Striker, Ben on uh, right here at the end of the 7K range. Uh, ben has been made some flashes here, I think, in the last few weeks. I know you brought him up last week, has shown some form back, and his tour card back showing some form. Uh, I think at Pebble and here, he uh, and excuse me, Pebble and at the Honda last week, pretty decently up the leaderboard and faded away on Sunday when the conditions got or the you know pin placements got a little bit tougher. But I think we're pretty close on him being a you know possibly a top ten, top twenty player or excuse me, top thirty, top twenty player in some events that we can see because he hits the ball very well. Uh, so if you can find him at a good price in the future, uh, like this park right here at 7K, makes a ton of sense. So 7K, the value range, Joe. And I know I touched on about eight golfers there. But, uh, um, yeah, go through there, dissect a little bit. Yeah, much. man. Uh, everybody's, so, everybody's so good this week, AP. It's hard not to just guys because you know you you feel like you want to you want to kind of touch on them you want to talk about them a little bit because there, there's so many good players um in this field and and there's a lot of guys coming in with with very good recent form um i kind of want to want to go to ricky fowler and, and he's in that jason day mold and that he's a, a veteran um a guy that we know was talented that, that kind of hit the skids a little bit fell on really hard times but seems to be heading back in the right direction um, so I think you can put Ricky Fowler in that in that Jason Day bucket um, at, at a much cheaper price tag. Um, love Chris Kirk. You know, did we just go right back to the well this week, AP? Um, as you mentioned, the form's been great. Um, the course history is amazing. Had a T5 in this event last year, T8 the year before that. Hadn't finished outside the top 15 in this event uh, in, in his last four Bay Hill starts. Um, so there's a lot to like with Chris Kirk. Um, if you're not afraid to just kind of hang on the week after a win, I keep waiting on Corey Connors this year. It hasn't happened yet. This could be a breakout spot. Um, had a third here in 2021 and a T11 last year. Um, saw it. The guy was played well, missed the cut in his only, um, API start last year. But, uh, if you start looking at sauce game log, a lot to like, um, the veterans you mentioned, Keegan Bradley, Adam Scott, Justin Rose, um, they all know how to handle these golf courses, know how to get around these big ballparks. Um, believe it or not, Keegan might be my favorite of those three. Um, you know, a couple top 11s here in his last two starts. Um, had a runner-up earlier in the year at Torrey, so I think there's a lot to like with Keegan. Tommy Fleetwood's a player I like. He's coming off his best outing year at, at Genesis, um, and he's played well at this golf course. A really solid track record at Bay Hill. Uh, T3 here in 2019, a T10 two years ago. Um, another one of those guys that, that had a rough uh, kind of coming out of COVID 2020, 2021. Tommy really fell on hard times, um, but he battled back, had it put together a good season last year, and, and I expect some good things for him this year. So um, really like Tommy Fleetwood there in the mid-sevens. As you mentioned, a lot of options as we go down to the bottom of the sevens, but you know, I don't know of these guys who we're trusting, um, but it's guys we're willing to play, especially GPP type stuff. Christian Bazadenhout is a guy that I really like on difficult golf courses. He's played this this event three times, has three top twenties. 
Um, so, you know, he's a guy I'm circling. Minwoo Lee, you mentioned, is a really talented player. Um, might want to try to ride the hot hand with him. He missed the cut uh, last year in his in his Bay Hill debut. Um, but you have to love the form. Um, and then if we're, we're talking course history, just kind of a, of a guy hanging around there sneakily at the bottom of the 7Ks, Bo Hostler, um, a couple top 25s in his last two Arnold Palmer starts. And he's shown some form this year. So ton of ways you can go, man. I, I don't know that I'm all in on any of these guys, um, but it feels like a mix and match week for GPPs. Yeah, uh, value play. You never know how good the value is till it comes in, right? So 6K range, though, Joe, uh, right off the top here, I was big on uh, Spenson and uh, Taylor Pendrith last week. Um, and we we're looking pretty decent. Uh, Spenson came back with like a 65 or 66 on Friday and 66 or 67 on Saturday, and I'm feeling pretty good and followed up about a 73, I think, on Sunday. Uh, Taylor – had some water balls coming in, uh, but I play, had a pretty good weekend. So in 6K range, I still like – I'm big on Pendrith this week. Um, I'm ready to put Cam Davis back in that little box and let's just ship him out to sea for a little while until they show us something. And uh, last but not least, down here in the 6K range, which I'm going to go ahead and throw out my my uh, dark play of the week, Joe. Uh, Lingrath went T10 last week. Uh, ball striking is really, really good, and I'm really excited about where he's going to be, and we're getting him at a great price at 6200 Makes a ton of sense on this golf course. Um, no golf course is too long or too tight for that guy when he's hitting the ball good. So uh, David Lingmurth, 6200 dark play of the week. Go ahead and throw that out now. Joe, what do you think about the 6K range? Actually, I'm, I'm kind of excited about the 6K range this week, AP. Um, I think there's some very playable options down here. Yes, um, they're a bit risky. Yes, they don't have the uh, kind of the name recognition that we see at the top of the board and even in the 7Ks. Um, but there's a lot of talent down here. Um, you, you know, a few guys that we haven't seen in a few weeks. Um, but but there's some talented players and guys that I feel can handle this, this type of golf course. Um, I'll just start out with, you know, kind of some of my regular guys, man. Um, and this is just where I'm looking purely at talent versus price um, and guys that have the ability to handle this course. I'll throw out Davis Thompson at 6,800, a young young guy that we saw pop earlier in the year. He's kind of kind of went quiet. Um, we, we know that's normal for young players, um, especially their first kind of time around the PGA Tour. Um, he did play in this event last year, had a T42, made the cut, so he's, he's a little familiar with Bay Hill. Um, and he's a really talented player. So uh, Davis Thompson's the one I like, a player that I really liked a lot last week and had a bunch of exposure to, Ben Griffin, um, at 6,700. This will be his first start, uh, but he's playing really well. He's handled himself beautifully uh, in, in his rookie year on the PGA Tour so far. Um, another player that we really like, AP, kind of kind of saw him pop up again last week. Um, had some really nice rounds there Friday and Saturday is Davis Riley. Um, I think this kid's uber talented, and it's just crazy to me that, that he's here at 6,600. I get it um, because of how good this field is, but uh, he's a really talented player. Um, same can be said for Garrett Kigo, um, who's kind of popped out of his shell a little bit. I think you can look at him, and then, um, you know, I'll, I'll throw out, you know, kind of some of our usuals, um, Hayden Buckley, Ben Taylor, Will Gordon, 
Um, I mean, these guys are playable this week, especially in GPPs. And I'm going to, I'm going to circle back around to my boy, um, who I, who I called out as my dart last week. He's down at 6,100 this week, AP Pearson Cootie. Um, this kid can play. Uh, he was, he was uneven last week at the Honda, but I think he kind of showed what he's capable of doing. Uh, the dude can light it up when he gets going. So, uh, Pearson Cootie 6,100 is one to keep an eye on. Yeah. I, um, we we were chatting a little bit Thursday night. Uh, we look we both look like mad scientists Thursday night. Yeah, and then we, yeah sat, we were looking pretty Sunday, smart. We, by Sunday <laughs> we were homeless and begging for change, blues change. So, uh, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, he uh, played well. It was pretty wild. That was a pretty good story there with him and his brother uh, and everything going on with him. Uh, like I said, last week was pretty fun, regardless of the field. Uh, and be honest with these elevated events, it's you know, it's been like the same six, ten guys we're talking about every week, and so these uh, the regular events is we're going to see some names that we haven't seen in a while or or new names that you know give more opportunity. But anyway, that's beside the fact, Joe. Who do you think is going to win this week? That's the real question, man. It's so tough. I mean, it, it, it's almost like a major. This, this thing could go bunch of different ways um i want to kind of go I, I mean you know you gotta love Rom and scheffler um these guys up the top but i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the old school a little bit older school and go with rory um it's where my heart's leading me this week i mean you look at the ball striking numbers man they're everything's there um he's just really struggled with the putter he's familiar with bay hill knows his golf course well knows these greens well um, the track record's phenomenal, and and I think he's going to kind of toss his hat in the ring with with John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler, and you know, kind of remind these guys, hey, I'm I'm here too. Um, so I'm uh, I'm shouting out Rory up at the top. What about you, man? What's what's your heart telling you? Who's going to win this thing this week? Man, I'll be honest. I think, um, hmm. I mean, obviously, tee times is going to matter in the weather, right? So sure. get about yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I, yeah. Feel, I feel like that goes without saying. Um, yeah, it could go completely out the window. It's going to be a big factor. But uh, I think uh, – I cannot believe I'm saying this. I can. I think uh, Will Zalatoris gets his first win this week. And, uh, I like it. Makes, makes sense with Mr. Palmer there or Mr. Palmer's tournament and, like and the history there. Uh, yeah, he played, played on the Arnold Palmer Scholarship at Wake Forest yeah. AP. There, there's, a, there's a lot of connection there. Uh, I, I like that call a lot. I just and you're gonna get a pretty decent price on that, right? Uh, as far as if you're if you if you are dabbling that, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. And um, I think he gets it done this week, uh, especially we have tough conditions back to back days. I mean, it's one of them one of them years. Like right, you you see now we might get some rain too, which could soften it up for Sunday. But uh, you know, it could be one of them years where like. Seven under wins and and third place is four under or third place is even par right. But yeah. anyway, we just don't know yet. We don't know what the conditions are going to be. But uh, yeah, I, I think Wills out Torres gets the win. Uh, that's just where I'm at. That's where my heart's leading me. So I like it. I like it. That, that being said, Joe, catching up. Yeah, man. Uh, nice talking to you. 
Um, I, I just want to kind of harp on the fact a little bit that this, this weather is something we're going to keep an eye on all week. So we'd encourage people to, uh, you know, check out rotoballer.com throughout the week. Um, our guys are, are on it, man. They, they eat, sleep and breathe, um, these PGA tour events, especially these big ones like this. So, um, stay posted, follow us on Twitter, uh, visit the site and we'll keep you as up to date as possible uh, on the weather situation this week. That's right. Rotoballer.com, uh, presenting sponsor, use the promo code turn when signing up for the premium stuff. Thank you. Rotoballer.com for everything you do for us. Best place in the world for your daily fantasy needs. He's Joe nicely. I'm Andrew putters. We're talking Arnold Palmer invitational. You listen to the turn golf podcast brought to you by rotoballer.com. It's gonna drive me, it's gonna drive